What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Footy Fetish Podcast with myself, Alfie, Ollie, and Bardell. Yo, yo. How's it going, boys? Very well, thanks yourself. Yeah, good, 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 good. Just very busy at the moment, but I think everyone is really at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, it's been a very busy start to the year, unfortunately and unfortunately. That's it, mate, that's it. But um, yeah, it was a pretty decent week of foot weekend of football. Not well, I mean, for Bards it was. For the rest of us, it was a bit, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah. Um, getting that late win against West Ham, you must be feeling pretty all right with yourself. Yeah, I very much enjoyed that late winner. It was even, it was made even better for the fact that I was uh, listening to the game with my mates who are West Ham fans. So, and I was a bit, I was listening, but I was ahead on the thing that I was listening to. So I knew what happens. And I, <laughs> mentioned it, and I just, I, I had to contain everything inside me not to not go too way. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, there was a bit in the play where I think West Ham were actually on the attack. And they were like, yeah, all right, okay, usher it out, usher it out. And then from that, it just changed and I was just waiting. And they thought, I think Mike said, oh, a point's a good result, isn't it? Nil-nil, that's all right for us. Oh, no, (laughs) he cursed it. That's jokes. Yeah, so it was, uh, yeah. I wasn't happy with the performance, but, you know, at the minute, like, I think I said it last time I was on here, I was just, grind the results out I don't care how we get them at the minute you know you've got yeah. to build up confidence that way that's it mate that's it but uh, we'll, we will come on to that game shortly but I wanted to start with some transfer news as we are right in the heart of the tra- well coming to the end now the tra- January transfer window um, it's been pretty boring oh, thus literally far, just about but to say that sparking up it's spark- it seems to be sparking up towards the end of this uh, this January transfer window but it's always a tough one isn't it no one really wants to do many deals in January because it just fucks them going into the rest of the season but uh, yeah. yeah we've got a few things going on we'll start at Man City um, I don't know if you know him I didn't know him before this Julian Alvarez River Plate it looks like it's going to be an 18.5 million euro deal with some bonuses um, he's considered a future star of the game I don't do you guys know much about him at all or? no <laughs> no I can't say I do I mean I saw at the beginning of the transfer window United were linked with him quite heavily but from all the sources, like from where when you trace them back, it seemed like it was a whole lot of nothing. Um, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it it probably was a case where City were always in for him. They were always going to buy him. So yeah. linking with United, then you're always going to have news articles. And when it comes out, people are going to be like, oh, City beat United to the player. But I don't actually know much about him so I can't be disappointed because I have no. no idea who he is but fair no, enough I know he's an attacking player but so and you've got attacking player in spades at the moment so it's not really I imagine too much of a concern for United no, it's, it's not really your attacking yeah. players that are the problem right now but um, no. but yeah I mean I guess I've been if Pet wants him and Pet thinks he's a star I'm sure he's going to be fucking incredible come like a, a couple years time do you know what I mean yeah. Um, so yeah we'll see but obviously yeah well the big movers well that's all the news coming out of Man City but the big movers obviously been Newcastle Obviously, already signed Chris Wood and Kieran Trippier in this um, transfer window. And they are closing in on Diego Carlos um, from Sevilla, defender, I believe. Or did they fall apart, actually? Did those negotiations fall apart? I think they might have. I think Sevilla said, yeah, they're not going to Yeah, no, not gonna budge now. Um, and he, right. If they're going to get him, they need to pay the release clause. But also, as well, um, they're, they're going to be desperate for, for a centre defender this week. And I know there's that whole Lingard story as well. But well, then United probably... are just taking the piss, and I love it. I kind of appreciate it because that's what they did with Longstaff, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was 50 mil, so... No, um, fuck it, yeah. I did. Yeah. Newcastle fans are moaning about how they're getting treated differently. I was like, well, that's going to happen, isn't it? Well, of course it is. The buyers that you've just had come into the team in the press. And I also feel, I've seen a lot of articles of apparently from like Lingard's camp and them being you know, furious about it. And I'm like, well, if he's that angry, he wouldn't be in Dubai training with... You know, doing warm weather training yeah, in the squad, exactly. yeah. and also he could have gone probably in the summer if West Ham or another club actually bid the amount that they should have for him. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like, I don't mind the Van der Beek stuff, which we'll get onto, but yeah, Lingard, if you want to keep him around for six months, then I don't see why, why not? Like, yeah, he. I mean, it, I think he, anyway, they should definitely United should definitely push for some sort of deal for Lingard this this January. Um, just because to recoup some sort of money, because otherwise he is just going to go free. But I like it. I mean, fuck it. Why? Why they're not there to just give him away, are they? 
Like, no, so, exactly. you know. Pretty... And it would probably be in United's interest for Newcastle to go down anyway. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's in, I think it's in every Premier League club's interest exactly, for Newcastle yeah. to get relegated right now. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, the Jesse Lingard move. Also, I've seen that they're in for Leon midfielder Bruno. I'm sorry, I'm going to butch this. Gumarez? Yeah. I don't know how you say his uh, last name, mean, but, but yeah. Him. I don't, again, a player that I don't know too much about, but I also heard that I think it was maybe Spurs or someone we were looking or maybe Arsenal. I think we're potentially interested in him, um, but I don't know how deep that is. Maybe if that's like another United with um, Alvarez thing, just sort of sparking up interest. And I saw those new... links as well, yeah, to Arsenal, and yeah. now yeah. they've turned their attention to Neves, haven't they? Arsenal, yeah. supposedly. Apparently, um, after missing out on Bruno, we're now looking at Douglas Louise from Villa. Yeah, Douglas Louise. I've also heard, obviously, the Arthur Mello deal. I've heard that that is like they want. Um, an 18th month loan with an option to buy whereas uh, Arsenal just want the loan for the rest of the season I know that the player's interested and wants to move yeah. so and they want to get him off his book, off the book so I, that's a deal that could very much be uh, be on the cards for him um, Valovic deal is completely out the window now I think. Valovic is done he's off to he's off to uh, Juventus pretty much which I don't hate for Arsenal because there are, he is a good player, right, Valovic? But there are question marks around him. And oh, paying yeah, 75 million euros for a player with question marks around him is not the best idea. You're, for that kind of money, you want a stud, like an absolute well, baller. You, it would just be like Nic, uh, Nicola Pepe all over again. Yeah, exactly. No, says, exactly. That's not what I'm here for. Like, uh, we've made yeah. that mistake once already. Why make it again? Go for someone that's got a bit more credibility behind them. Yeah. That's actually proven themselves apart from playing, um, playing for Fiorentina. He is balling though in the in the Serie A. Oh, but yeah, we know, like is. you know, like players that ball in the Serie A. Lukaku was unbelievable in the Serie A, and yeah. he's not been that great at all. Mm. Um, come coming back to Chelsea, but uh, another thing, Arsenal. I don't know if you saw this because I've only just seen this today while I was doing my Everton article. Um, Dominic Cavalluan. He it looks like him and Arsenal sixty million. Arsenal want to go ahead with it. Uh, the player wants to move, but it looks like it will happen in the summer, yeah. not in January, because uh, Everton don't want to move away. From him in the in January, but how do you feel about Calvert Lewin, Ollie? So I know that you had question marks about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, beginning of the season. Yeah, but that's because he was injured, and obviously we haven't really seen much of him. Um, he's only fairly recently come back, I believe, only within the sort of last yeah. sort of six weeks, probably. Uh, and obviously, with the way Everton are playing at the moment, well, he's dog shite. So um, it's kind of hard to really put my finger on him at the moment. How much of it's the player? How much of it is? the rest of the team not being able to provide for him and stuff so it's yeah. I'm a bit yeah, still up in the air about it hopefully if they can do a little bit more and he can obviously just improve over the rest of the season then come summer we can reevaluate it and decide if we're going to sort of pull the trigger or not to be honest but um, I'm, yeah I'm not completely sold on him but at the same time I'm not I don't not want him yeah uh, I mean with the striking options you have at the moment you just yeah, yeah. you've got to go for it in that kind of thing. Like, exactly. He is, he is better than what you have at the moment. Um, so, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, I think I think it's a no-brainer for both, if I'm going to be honest. 60 million seems a bit... I don't know, it seems a bit steep for him, but then I guess if you're getting a young English player from a compet Well, it, from <laughs> what was a competitive team to you last season, now not so much. Um, but, you know, you know what can, what can happen. But, um, yeah, it should, it should be interesting. It's about time that... Uh, Everton sort of flee some money from Arsenal rather than the other way around, uh, which has been happening. <laughs> I mean, absolutely, uh, rob them for uh, what's it called? The Wobie Wobie. and Walcott, yeah. um, like twenty-five million or whatever it was for Walcott, nearly thirty for a Wobie. Um, yeah, crazy money. You basically can just almost pay them back for what they sent you for uh, Iwobi and Walcott. So not, not you know, not the end of time, but. Uh, yeah, apart from that, Arsenal, yeah, just, I think, pretty pretty quiet. I know they want to bring in a midfielder. That is the priority for now. Um, my money would be on Arthur Mello getting through, just because that seems like the most likely. I, I know Douglas Louise and is, is interest. Like, there's interest there, but there's been no formal submission or even... Yeah, well, I think... Or even talks, I think, between I think the there's teams. interest from the player and from Arsenal, but not very really much interest from Villa. Um, I don't yeah. think they really want this that deal to, to happen, so I don't really think much is going on with that at the moment. But nah, not much. But uh, your boys, Bards, Anthony Martial on the way to well, gone He's to gone. Sevilla, alone to the end of the season. Was there any sort of? Uh, there's no buyback clause or, 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 or sorry, buy on clause or anything like that, is there? There's just just mm, a straight no. loan. Yeah, no buy option on that one. I think from what I've been reading, that's down to. Um, 
you know, United wanting the permanent manager to make the final say so on that. And yeah. to be fair, I mean, I think he's just, I think he's like one year into, or one and a half years into a new deal that we gave him. So there still is, you know, some value on him by the end of the season. Yeah. I think he had to go, to be honest. Like, I, I like Martial, and he gets so much hate for literally like not smiling or not putting in the work rate. But then people, and then people think people thought the same of Berbatov. But then you hear people speak about Berbatov now, and it's like they, it's like every United fan loved him. But yeah. I remember that literally not being the case when he was playing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Martial's got the same sort of fan base but like this I've seen a lot as well of like Twitter fans and Marshall FC like crying out for him to have been given a chance over Rashford but I would argue that Rashford's had more consistent seasons even if it's not been to the level that we want Rashford to play at yeah at the end of the day Martial's yeah Martial's had two seasons where he's probably been decent and that was his first season with us and then he scored 20 goals, I think, two seasons ago. And then last season, he got four. So, yeah. you know, he, you can't go from scoring 20 down to four and then not really... As soon as there's competition in front of him, he doesn't seem to like it. He didn't like it with Ibra. Yeah. He doesn't like it now. So, like, I think there's a player in there. Maybe not a Man United one, so fair enough. I mean, yeah, I could see, I could see him kicking on nicely in La Liga. I could see him between now and the end of the season bagging... Uh, six or seven goals probably for Sevilla, maybe even more. Maybe I uh, mean uh, push, maybe get ten. Like you know, we know what the La Liga's like. I mean, they're second at the moment as well, and so yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like if he has a good season, then fair play. And to be honest, I want him to have a good season because I like him as a player. If he has a good season, we should just sell him though. We should sell him. We shouldn't think, oh, yeah. like Lingard, we should be like, oh, maybe we do keep him. No, just sell him. Yeah. The only reason I could see if he has a good season and we keep him is because we then go for um, what is it Lepot- is it Lepotegui or something the yeah, Sevilla manager like he's been yeah. linked with the United job <clears throat> apparently he's one of the one of the uh, managers in the frame so if we get him then I can understand his relationship with Martial because he's just had him but yeah. uh, if he has a good good season there or finishes well then we should definitely sell him Oh, definitely, definitely, and uh, uh, not well, not potentially the only player going out on loan as, as we as you mentioned earlier Donny van der Beek uh, potentially coming to Palace for the loan for the rest of the season. I mean, it's the same sort of deal as the Martial. No buy option and just a straight loan to the end of the season. Um, I know that we're obviously very interested. Vieira really wants him. I think with I think it's personally down to the I, the MacArthur injury. Maybe he's not coming back as soon as we thought he would be. And we need just a bit of backup. I mean, we are playing... As much as I love him, we are playing Schlupp at centre mid at the moment. Um, and it's not the best thing in the world. But... Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd be down for it. I know Rangnick doesn't necessarily want to lose him, which I think, but he obviously wants to play football. World Cup year, he wants to get as much football in as he can. Um, I think yeah. it's a, I think it's a potentially great move for him and for Palace. Um, I think it's a, I think it, sh- it should be viewed as a good move for United as well, because yeah. I think, although Donny's not set the world alight, and I think I don't think that's also down to, to Oli, because if there's been two managers. And you could potentially argue three with Carrick as well because he was in charge of two games. But if there's been two to three managers that haven't started him, then he's obviously not doing something in training that's impressive. Yeah. And say what you want about McTominay and Fred, they've been, they have games where they're absolutely brilliant. And then they have, as I always say about Fred, he does something so Sunday League, it's painful. <laughs> but you see the thing that Sunday League. Yeah. But they must be doing something in training that he's not. I think for him, he was. He was going to go to the Euros and he was going to probably start in that. And then he got yeah. injured in training. So yeah. then he came back. And I think that has had a knock-on effect because I, had he played in that, I think he maybe would have been in form. He would have been fit. He would have been up to... He would have, it would have been intense as well for him. Um, so I think he might have had a more of a case for, for being in the United team. But, you know, we can't forget as well, when he came from the Dutch League, they finished that season early. Because yeah. um, of COVID, so he was out when he came to England. He was out of the game for you know six months, and that's a long time to be out of football. And then to not play for a year, pretty much be on the bench. He's not caught up to English football. I think it's a great move. Get yeah. in there. If he goes to the World Cup, then that will make him even fitter. Hopefully, you know, injuries um, 
yeah hopefully injuries don't get in the way but yeah i would definitely uh definitely encourage it and i saw that burkamp as well apparently he's got involved with yeah that. I, him to go. yeah i'd only found out earlier that he was his father-in-law so yeah. um yeah crazy. apparently he's involved obviously using the uh well, Vieira using his, his contacts and stuff as well which obviously good to see if he wants to develop as a midfielder, I don't know if there's any many better midfielders to learn off than Patrick Vieira. <laughs> yeah. um, if he wants to just like solidify himself in that sort of role, because he is normally he is sort of more of a number, almost like a number ten, isn't he? Really, rather than like a six yeah. or anything like that. But I don't know how that fits with it. The only that I do want him. The only thing that really worries me about the whole thing is we're really setting our midfield up to work with two players that come the summer will be gone yeah. and will may not you know might not likely come back. Um, which is the only worrying thing, but you never know. Maybe we just go balls to the wall and try and throw everything we can at signing Conor Gallagher. Well, that's the thing. Um, if you can obviously go all out and um, obviously with these super war well, with um, Gallagher and uh, Van der Beek towards the end uh, for the, until the end of the season, push yourself up to eighth, ninth, or yeah. something like that. You'll be in a lot stronger position to bring other players in. Maybe not sign those who are permanent, but bring other players yeah. in who are a, a higher caliber. Yeah. Um, you would be, definitely be a, a lot more of an attractive team because then you wouldn't be realistically that far off challenging for potentially Europa League in a couple of seasons. But it just Stupid. it just depends. Um, well, arguably Gallagher's more likely to to leave Chelsea at the end of the season just for because of the amount of players that Chelsea have got in that position and the way they like to spend money. I know you can say that Donny's not playing, but he might not yeah. necessarily make the switch to um, Palace. Um, yeah, no, 100%. But, um, yeah, I think the issue, I think the issue with Donny and what he's got at United is, of course, I say the three managers he hasn't started, so he must must be doing something wrong. But also, he's got Bruno in front of him, and you're not going to drop Bruno because his numbers are just too good. Whether you like him or not, his numbers are just too good, he's and he, the guy's never injured. Like <laughs> his yeah. injury record over the past five years is ridiculous. So he's unreal. Yeah, he's it's one of those. But I'd like to see Donny. Okay, I'd love to see him in a Palace shirt. I think it'd be a great. And this is a, we are talking about a guy that three years ago was in the top twenty-five for a ballot for the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. So you know he's obviously he's a very very good player. It's just he's had a bit of a rough time the last few years. Definitely. Which uh, you know part blame on him, part blame on the managers and the, and the system that Man United play doesn't necessarily suit him. But you know it's just yeah why not? I mean if he's gonna have a resurgence why not? We've got uh, Simon in the chat by the way. He said hello Lance. Hello, hello Simon. mate. Hello. Oh, hello. Shed game and doing the madness at the moment, seeing all your GTA streams, love it. But, um, Obviously, but yeah, uh, that's it. Diallo's gone to. Um, yes, uh, this is the other one. Rangers. Yeah, Diallo yeah, off the Rangers. That's a, that's a good, a good move, move for him. I think for him, yeah, because he could light up the Scottish League easily. He's a he's a like bit of a baller. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we he's another as well for a loan for a loan. But we just, I guess, we weren't that serious about it. I'm assuming yeah. maybe we want Donny over him as well. He's got more chance of starting and. I think in terms of just the overall sort of league, it's going to be rough. Um, it's going to be, you know, the weather conditions aren't going to be the nicest for him, even though he's in Manchester. Um, yeah. But yeah, up in Scotland, they're not going to be the best for him. So it's kind of like a school of hard knocks type thing that, you know, he he could be there at the end of this season and then we loan him out again next season because he's still only 19. Yeah, and crazy. if you've got Sancho, Greenwood, Ronaldo and Rashford next season... Could potentially be a place for him, but also you've got a Langer. So I think I think he needs he needs football. I think, yeah. um, and he needs adapting to the English game still because the games we played him in were only the Europa games. I think. So yeah, yeah. No, it's a great move. I think, um, and with the new loaning moves that are coming in soon, the loaning rules that are coming in soon, this is a great chance to send them out while you can. Yeah. Because um, you never, you know, it's not. It's coming down to what is it, six? I think. Yeah. Players that you're allowed six to send players, out on loan. Yeah, you can only loan six players in, six players out at any one point from Chelsea 2024. Yeah, I know. Chelsea, they're going to have to sell a lot of players. Off if that was I think coming that's why in, if that was coming in in 2023, you guys would have a serious chance of getting Gallagher. I think. Yeah, yeah. I still think chance. that we. I still think that Chelsea, like I know that Man United have been linked to Declan Rice in the summer for 100 million, but I just think, I still think Chelsea are in that. Chelsea are definitely, no, definitely. in that with Declan Rice. I think Declan and... Rice may also maybe prefer a move to Chelsea, play alongside his best mate Mason Mount as well. Yeah, true. True. Yeah, and then with the United thing, is it is it right now? I know it's crazy to say, but right now, is it better for him? I, th I think it's better for him to stay at West Ham than it is to go to Man United. 
with the uncertainty around that club. Yeah. But, um, Bars, what's your take on the whole Declan Rice thing? Yeah, I think he's, um, I mean, <clears throat> I would love Declan Rice. I still think he's priced too much. Yeah. He is, he is a fantastic, like, every time I watch him, I think he's, he's better every time um, because he carries the ball so well. Um, and I don't know if that's just because he's in a, a West Ham team that is set up counter-attack um, and, it, and it really suits him at the moment. Um, but yeah, I do think he's like valued too much at the minute. Yeah. Hundred million um, for a defensive midfielder. It's yeah, crazy. yeah. I was literally just about to say that that is a stupid crazy. amount. Like Kante wouldn't go for that money. Obviously, I know Kante's a bit older and stuff, but he's, yeah. he wouldn't yeah. go for that money. Like, I personally think that United as well, if they're going to go for a player like Declan Rice, which I, I, I think they would love to, but I think the reason why they've got Ragnik in as well is because they want to go down the route of spending. A bit here and there. They don't. I don't personally think they want to do these big transactions anymore because yeah. they're just not working. And I think if you're the Glazers, um, they just want their dividends and they want their money. So they don't want to be paying out all this money at the end of yeah. the day. So I think the reason why they've got Ragnik is to spot these talents that, are, you know, in and around Europe, and they're going to cost them like twenty to thirty mil. Um, yeah. And they you'll can. See, you'll see that. a lot of Bundesliga talent come to Man United. I can imagine with uh, mm. Ragnik's links over there. I think also you've got to think because you've got players like um, is it um, Kamara I think or um, yeah, Zachariah I know that he's been very Zachariah, well, yeah quite and a few teams. Hadara um, yeah. players like that but also you've got Tielemans as well so for the price of Rice for one Rice you could pick up Tielemans next season and one of those that's yeah. two players for less than what you're going to get Rice for and then probably paying wages Oof. they're the Tiel- sort of things Tielemans. you've got Tielemans in a United that would be very interesting. Um, Got a couple of messages from the rap kid come in saying, hey, hey, hey. Um, yes, that's a high price tag. What happened to Ahmed Diallo? I think you probably just missed that conversation we had. He's gone to Rangers on loan for the rest of the season. Uh, and they said United, uh, United signed him for 30 plus from Atalanta. Yeah, he's just been put out on loan for the rest of the season. If he's not going to be played at United, might as well go on loan. Yeah, man. He's so, he's yeah, so I think it's a good move. I think it's a good move. He's 19. 100%. It's a lot of money to pay for that, you know, for for that kid. But you got to develop him, and if he can't play at the minute at United, and let's face it, I think the the plan was to send him out on loan at the beginning of the season anyway, and he got injured, so yeah. he was never really a part of this season's plans. Um, so I think that's a great move for him. Get a bit of like, you know, British yeah. football and, and even like even like with the youngsters coming through, it's obvious. It's obvious right now. Rangnick prefers Ilanga, who was. Playing very well, I think in the in the last game that he played. Well, not, not the Brentford game. Um, Brentford game he did well. West Ham, I thought he went missing towards like yeah. sixty minutes, but yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's work he's working for the for the manager, and uh, yeah, you know, I'd love to see more like young players come through. I think um, Hannibal, when he gets back from uh, African Cup of Nations, he's going to be coming through. Apparently, he really likes him, um, and there's a lot of young players I think next season which I see coming through. So. Yeah, you know, you know, all... young players have got the attitude, don't they? Exactly. You can only well I'd like try to... and sign someone like uh, Bentancur as a DM. Says the rap kid. Yeah, Villa are quite interested in Bentancur, which is which is a bit mad. Um, but I don't know, like United, I think I don't know. It's one of the things where you don't know too much. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. I think, I think as well, and it probably goes to the same as like like Arsenal and and uh, maybe not so much Chelsea, but. Actually, particularly Arsenal, because because of their American owners, right? Let's say you buy um, that guy who's like six million or something. I can't remember where he's at. He's the German. He's plays in the German league, and he's six million at the moment. He still runs out in the summer. Let's say you play pay six million for him. Whilst the deal sounds great and it's a DM, and you think he's going to solve the problem, that's it. Like that's all you're getting. Mm, yeah. Don't expect United to then go out for another DM in the summer. Because and Arsenal would be the same if Arsenal did that, they'd be, their owners would be like, "Well, you got your DM, that's it." Yeah. yeah. I don't expect them to then go for someone else. So I think whilst there's these players and you, you know, Villa get linked with them, where with them and Everton can get linked with some players, and you think, "Why aren't United oh, going after yeah. him?" It doesn't. I think you, you know, these clubs have to be smart and think right. We need we need a ROI. They need a return on investment at yeah. some point. Um. And even the low risky, the low risk ones, 
are going to be too risky because if they don't work out, then they won't be able to change it. And even if they want additional, then the owners are pro- probably going to say no to that anyway. Exactly. A lot of them will probably think six mil is too much to have a, a temporary defensive mid when obviously in the summer you can get him for free. Yeah. And even still, if for summer, if, even if he did, well, if he did come for six mil now, and then in the summer we then look to replace him, it's a bit like well. They're going to be thinking, well, what's the point in spending the six mil on him in the first place? Yeah. So, yeah, I can understand that, to be fair, but it's it's about filling that temporary void. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, that's definitely. why I think, obviously, January is such a lone window. There's not that many permanent moves that tend to happen in January because people know that not people aren't going to go and go out and just spend ridiculous amounts of money in January when they know a lot of people's contracts might be running out and all that sort of stuff and even if they're like right we just need to get to the end of the season so we don't want to spend big now if we can mm. afford to spend big in, in the summer and get someone bigger and better let's fill that temporary void we have with a loan player the ones that do are the ones that are in trouble like relegation battles and yeah. and yeah. things like that because they yeah, literally they need it now whereas yeah you have teams like uh even even uh, Palace, if they can get in loan players, and that's a bonus for them, yeah. they don't feel the need to go out and spend the money right there, right then and there, because they can get through to the summer. I think, yeah, that's the only purchases are going to be from from those who are in trouble, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's I like interested. an agents' market, isn't it? Like agents love January because that's, that's when they really try and peddle it all. Oh, yeah. well, that's the thing. Agents, the point, the whole point is, agents want to move their move their clients as much as possible to get money for money, themselves yeah. if they're not moving players they're not getting paid right exactly. so yeah. um but yeah no it's uh it's coming to a bit of a madness at the moment but uh spurs are spurs are also looking out there they're trying to offload and dombele and deli alley um i know and has been linked to psg but they want psg to pay like a loan fee and psg just aren't gonna do that uh why would they they don't particularly need and dombele it just would be a nice uh, addition to their team um, I don't think it'd be that know, nice, to be honest. They've, they've got um, Gigi on Adam, and he doesn't even want to be there. Yeah, true. I mean, I like Ndombele. I still think he's a fucking class player. It's just that, you know, you put... He's just got uh, some problems in maybe his attitude, or maybe it's just Spurs. Um, I'm surprised but... at that as well, because Pochettino... He, got, he did buy him, but he didn't want him, did he? Or did he... Was yeah, I like, don't really know. I don't know what the deal is, because I've seen things about Levy, like, getting invested in like he doesn't take over necessarily the football thing like he does trust his managers but he will just go out and buy the best player he can at those positions so i don't know if it was just Pochettino said look i need a sort of midfielder that can you know run the part defensively and go forward and then he just got in Dombele, but maybe it wasn't the player that he wanted but you have to think that pochettino must have had some say in like what was it 50 60 million pounds and don't they paid for in Dombele? 50 so think, yeah. yeah so you think that he probably would have some sort of say in that Mm. Um, well, you think the manager would have some sort of say in who was going into their squad anyway? But... Yeah. I mean, look at like Palace since Vieira's come in. Literally, anyone that he said, "Yeah, I want him," we've just gone, "Yeah, all right, we'll fucking get him." Well, that's the thing. I think it's probably for a lot of managers, it's probably one of the key things in their contracts. Yeah. So like, right, I want not maybe not um, full like control of transfers, but I want a decent proportion of it because right. at the end of the day, I need players that are going to work in my system. I'm the one managing the team. I don't want players that aren't going to be able to work or play the way that I want them to play. So, yeah. And you're always going to have some sort of resentment for a player that you didn't really necessarily want. And it's a bit like, well, I'm kind of lumped with you now. And there's always going to be a hint of resentment somewhere. And, yeah. Especially if they have attitude problems, which I know that Ndombele's had some sort of problems. I know that he's not been the most uh, on it, on the ball guy since yeah. he's been at Tottenham. He started quite and well in his first game. He scored a banger in his first game, didn't he? absolute rocket of a goal. Yeah. In his first <laughs> he did nothing to <laughs> Just rubbing my hands together like this player is absolutely wicked. But, uh, I think yeah, the one to watch is um, Deli Alley Because I, I wouldn't have said that anyone were going to get him now. But uh, Everton have lost Delph and Decore for like yeah. a month. Four weeks, I think it is. Yeah, so I can now, yeah, so I can now see them picking up like Deli Alley. Um, hilarious. Speaking of alone, but... you ever seen who else Everton are interested in? Thomas no, Muller. Oh yeah, so oh, yeah. yeah. Sent to the group Thomas chat, yeah. Muller. Let's go. A player they will not get. Let's be yeah. honest. Uh, un- unbelievable that they are even mentioned in that. They don't have a manager yet, but we will get. 
the Everton manager. I tell you what, well, let's just quickly cover that because I've got. So do you know that you know the Everton man? Obviously, the Everton manager race is going on right now. They've yeah. um, potentially, apparently, they interviewed Cannavaro. I don't know if that's bullshit or not, but they've uh, interviewing Frank Lampard right now. But the favorite, the favorite to get it, and I'll be honest, lads, I never heard of the Don before uh, before today is Vitor Pereira, the former Porto manager. Uh, former Besiktas manager who um, was fired in December. Um, I've got some. I know. I don't know if you've seen like Everton fans are spraying uh, like uh, spray painting on the gates of Goodison Park, saying "No Vitor, get Bill Kenwright out there, chairman." All it's it's a bit of a madness right now. Yeah, they, did that on, they did that at Rafa's um, house. They said like they yeah. they left like a death threat outside yeah. his house, saying like, like "Don't join uh, Everton, Everton fans are on a bit of a madness right now. And I've been chatting as a uh, doing a uh, a piece on them. Um, I've been chatting to some Everton fan pages on Twitter, and my lord, mate, they are not happy. Uh, it is not it's not going well there. Um, but I'll give you a bit of a background to this uh, Vitor Pereira, because I don't know if you guys are experts in knowledge about him. But um, so what he did, he got double, he got double relegated with uh, TSV 1860 Munich in the uh, in German football. He had a terrible record with Fenerbahce, where he won like 11 of his 30 something games in the Turkish league with Fenerbahce. Um, and he uh, he only has achieved a win rate of over 60% with Porto and Olympiacos. And he's coming to Everton, apparently. He's apparently, uh, They are interviewing Lampard, but it is to say that Mashiri, their owner, is favouriting Vitor over Lampard at this point in time. And they are apparently, they do, yeah, like I said, they do want to do want a midfielder coming in before the end of the January transfer window. So you'd think within the next double days, if not by the time we go to bed tonight, things will probably be wrapped up with the managerial situation. But if you were the owner of Everton, and I'll be honest, boys, I think either of you right now could be doing a better job than uh, Farad Mashiri. Um, who would you go for? If, if the managerial... I know you were you were talking about Lampard, I think, last time on the podcast. Bards. I was going to say, yeah, I think I said last time I was on here that Rafa will get sacked in like yep. a couple of weeks yep. and then they'll get Lampard in. Like, really? really? And I was like, trust me, it's gonna, it's destined. And I still think Lampard will get it. Um, I saw that Pereira done a, an interview on Sky Sports. Yeah, um, I did. I saw that he'd done a Sky Sports, but I heard it was horrific. I haven't actually seen it. Yeah, I've, I saw some of it and I was just like, that, that's, that guy's on a madness. I, as soon as I saw that, I thought he's lost, he's lost the job now. And especially with this, I think he's, um, he was asked about, um, I think he was interviewed regarding the Everton fans reaction. Um, and he was basically speaking openly and kind of calling out Everton saying the process needs to be done and concluded. Now they were like, you know, they need to hurry up and make a decision, which you don't really say about your future employers. And also he hasn't really got a fantastic, uh, record, although either is Lampard, but um yeah i mean if it's if they're if the fans are writing that they don't want him and they want lampard which is what they were saying outside yeah. the stadium when they interviewed them then i'm not saying they should always listen to the fans but in that sense you've you've got to i mean they said don't get uh benitez and they were never behind him throughout his tenure at least if they get lampard in then they're going to be behind yeah they know, can't lampard really straight away you know. and the team and also i think lampard is like, I think Lampard, although he's not got the best record, and I think his achievements are like overhyped and overstated, considering what he done. I agree. I still think there's room for there to be a good manager. You shouldn't just write him off. He's a young, he's a young guy. He's going to learn. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to be better. Um, yeah. If as long as he stops chucking his players under the bus in a uh, post-match presses, he'll be, he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I know that I saw something just funny in my research. Bill Kenwright, the chairman, who, uh, by the way, guys, they hired, they got Bill Kenwright as their chairman, who has a background of being in Coronation Street and he's a theatre producer. So that's exactly who you want running your football team, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Someone with no football knowledge whatsoever. But um, yeah, he, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but he was outside the stadium at Goodison Park talking to fans. And a fan, they were just going on about, you know, 27 years. Like, you know, it's it's unreal like how bad they've been. There's been nothing good going on. And his response was, we've had some good times. That's literally what he said. We've had no, we've had some good times like that, Jesus. and it's just like, mate, you are fucking. Give your head a wobble, mate. Like honestly, it's just unreal. I think, um, I think they're crying out for, you know, David Moyes to come back, but he's never going to leave because he's basically oh, doing everything West Ham, is he? But, like... um, yeah, I mean, I, the thing is, if they get Pereira, you just know what's going to happen. Two years, he's out the door. 
Yeah. Rintropy, linked with Lampard. So just get Lampard in now. Do they stay up with Lampard coming in? Yeah, I think they stay up, yeah. Yeah? It's getting pretty bad. It is, but Watford are also very, very bad. Yeah, that's true. But then if... Say if Newcastle bring in a few more players, are they got? I mean, Eddie Howe is one of the worst managers to ever manage. I would question if Newcastle are actually going to be able to get anything over the line because uh, if Traore says he doesn't want to go to Spurs because he doesn't want to play right wing back, then players, regardless of the money that's being offered to them, I think are going to go, I don't want to go to Newcastle just yet. And if you want me, then buy me in two years or a year. Yeah. Yeah. Not, Not right now. Thank you for segueing nicely onto Triore. I don't know if you've seen, but he's off to Barcelona, boys. He's off to Barcelona on a loan till the end of the season um, with a 30 million euro buy, uh, potential buy-in clause, which is not like they don't have to do it. It's uh, if they want to do it. Um, I heard that they did want to sign him permanently, but um, they would have to sell someone first to be able to register him because they're in such awful uh, position right now. They've told, apparently they've reiterated to Usman Dembele Find yourself another club before the January transfer window ends because we want to get rid of you. Um, which I know Newcastle have been looking at him as well. Um, do you think there's any potential suitors in the Premier League for Usman Dambelli that actually makes sense? Not a Newcastle just trying to spend money or maybe it is Newcastle. Um, yeah, you might see him go Spurs now. Yeah, I was going to say maybe Tottenham might be the only one I can maybe really Tottenham. think of. But I can't see him going Newcastle yeah, I mean, and if he'd go there he, he, he can sit I know he doesn't want to, but he can sit on his wage for six months and get paid like probably oh, yeah. 600 grand a week. So he's going to sit on that because he's been doing it most of the time. He's been. Do we un- are we underestimating Conte factor as well? Like, do you think players would you go to Spurs just to play with Conte at the moment? Well, we're obviously probably overestimating it if Traore didn't even want to go. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, do we? Tra- I mean, we were saying earlier what what is Traore offering? Other than being a strong guy who's going to beat the fullback, he's, he is quick. Is he that much better than Emerson goes. Royale? Like I know Emerson Royale's not great, but is he that much better than him? If if better, like as a right yeah. wing back, I don't I don't know. I, I really he's don't not know. even starting for Wolves all the time. Yeah. yeah, and Wolves are doing really well this season. He's not starting for him, so yeah. who knows? But talking about Wolves, they have um, I don't know if you saw, but they have triggered the option to buy um, Huang Hee Chan. From uh, well, I've forgotten where it is. Salzburg, is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Salzburg, uh, six, 16 or Leipzig or Salzburg, one of the Red Bull teams. I'm fairly sure it is. Um, yeah, on a permanent basis for 16 million euros, which I think is a great deal. He's um, obviously actually he's plateaued a bit. It feels, but he has been pretty good at. Yeah, all, he's been so fairly consistent a lot of the time. And they need him, especially with the unfortunate um, d- sort of demise of, of Jimenez right now. He's not playing very well. You know, obviously, I don't know if it's just something from his head injury, which, you know, if it is, you can't really blame him. I, you know, you would sort of, fit, you know, maybe you are a bit anxious and a bit, you know, closed off in that kind of case of uh, putting your body on the line when you've got that kind of uh, injury. But, um, but yeah, I, I think it's a great move. I'd... Uh, Wolves, and especially if they can get end up getting like 30 million euros for Triori in the summer, that's only going to push them further to sign someone. Have they signed Chiquinho, is it as well, or someone like that? I can't remember. Portuguese guy is like a winger, really young kid, mm. um, who has, has a lot of potential. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm just having a look here. Do you know Nicholas Saul from uh, Bayern Munich, defender, so. young defender? He, he is uh, he's leaving in the summer for free. Oliver Kahn, who's uh, high up at Bayern Munich, confirmed it today. Apparently, they were trying to come to an agreement on a contract extension, but neither parties can come to a, an agreement. And it looks like, yeah, he's going to be a very, very promising young, and uh, not even promising, a very good, good defender. Young guy, I think he's only like 25, um, is going for free in the summer. Like, I don't know who needs him. I mean, maybe a Man United or an Arsenal, someone like that, that maybe want to get another centre back in. Could. Uh, I'm not sure if we would go for him, having just spent 50 mil on um, obviously Ben White, and he seems to be doing not too bad at the moment with Gabriel. Maybe as a backup, but then I don't oh, really no. want to. Saul's really not a backup. Saul would take Gabriel's spot like that. This is what um, I mean. I quite like Gabriel, though. I don't think he's a good oh, player. I'm not saying Gabriel's a bad player at all. Mm. I'm just saying Saul is better. Um, mm. And yeah, I would I would have him over that for sh- have him over that for sure. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe Spurs? They need some new centre-back. They need some new centre-back. They could also end up going Chelsea because they've got 
Christensen, Rudiger. It's a great shout. Christensen, yeah, Barcelona, Christensen. Yeah. Yeah. looks like he's gone in the summer on a pre-contract agreement somewhere yeah. else. I'm not 100 so sure where that is. Barca and then Rudiger going Madrid, and then they definitely need a centre-back, didn't they? So yeah, yeah, they definitely need a centre-back because they can't just roll out. I mean, Shalaba's great, but they can't roll out Shalaba, Shalaba and Saar uh, every game with... Um, who else do they have? And Chelsea have a history in signing German players or players yeah. from Germany, so... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Chelsea get in. You can't count Chelsea out of any transfer. They're always looming. No, um, yeah. Especially if he's so... going for free as well. They'll be like, oh, you want 500 grand a week? <laughs> Petty change. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a, Ch- a player that could potentially be leaving Chelsea before, maybe not in January, but maybe come the summer, is Armando Broja. Uh, obviously, currently playing very well at Southampton. Yeah. Um, was um, really unfortunate on the weekend to have his goal ruled offside, which would have won the game for them against City. Um, but, yeah, he uh, they really, really want him uh, for £25 million, which would actually be Southampton's record signing. £25 million as a record signing. That, for, a pre- for an established Premier League team, that is not great. No. Um, but they're playing pretty well at the moment under Hassan Hootall they've really started to turn things around with not a very good squad if we've got to be honest with only a couple class players in there like Broha like uh, James Ward-Prowse and uh, Liveramento I, I mean off the top of my head they're the only three right now that I would take from Southampton Definitely. If I was, uh, yeah I probably would have had them down for you know maybe relegation at the beginning of the season yeah definitely especially with the like you know the whatever the ups and downs of Hassan Hootall and his um, managerial style and the way they play, you know, get slapped 9-0. I will always say it till the day I die. Getting slapped 9-0 in back-to-back seasons by two different teams. Uh, that is, yeah, how you survive that. Fair play to him. Unforgivable. But, um, yeah, unreal, unreal. But he is a good manager. Obviously, he was under Rangnick at um, Leipzig, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, and they and they left. They, I was, I was thinking, but there might be potential that Hassan Hoot ends up at United. But then they didn't leave on the particularly greatest of terms. I know that um, Hassan Hüttel wanted to progress the football style that he was playing at Leipzig and uh, Rangnick was very much adamant on the gag and press. Just stick with that. This is what we do. That kind of thing. Develop the squad. And, and that's how they sort of had a little fall. I don't know to the extent of the falling out, but I know they had a little falling out and moved on from him. But yeah, you know, Hassan, would you take Hassan Hüttel at United? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> but um, no. I think, uh, do you know what? The only reason I wouldn't is because I've seen him get slapped 9-0 twice. Um, he is a good manager. I think there would be like, there would be an overwhelming amount of pressure on like, on Hassan Hootel from, from his background being at Southampton. Like he can be a brilliant coach and he is, he is a great coach. Um, and to do what he's done at Southampton is just as impressive, if not more impressive than what um, Pochettino did in such a such a short time mm-hmm. um but yeah i think it's you know if he went to like a, a european club or a spanish club and it was bigger and then he was competing in the champions league so you just saw what he did in that competition yeah. then absolutely but yeah no i don't think you can jump from like southampton straight to i wouldn't be surprised if he ends up at like spurs next after like Conte, something like yeah, that definitely leicester maybe if because uh, it's not looking too great for brendan rogers right now but uh, he's not. As a man that was linked to United and Arsenal and all these jobs right, right. now, it's like you would not touch him with a ten-foot pole. Yeah. If you were either of those. He was linked with that United job. He's just gone right down. Yeah. Not not looking too good. But I'm just having a look here. Uh, I guess we'll talk about the. I'll leave the Watford manager thing right till the end of this transfer business, boy. But uh, I'm just having a look here. Barcelona are working on a plan to raise eighty-three point five million pounds to fund the signing of Haaland come this summer. Which well, uh, I hope that's wages. <laughs> literally, like I don't know how they're planning to do any of this stuff. Um, even with the backing of Goldman Sachs, they're still in an absolute horrific position. So I don't know. Start like a GoFundMe or something and get the, the city of Barcelona to try and donate to it. I'm adamant that Real Madrid are going to have the most ridiculous uh, summer we've ever seen. It's going to be Haaland and Mbappe. Rudiger, Pogba, it's just going to be like unbelievable. And it might think, be a bit of a madness. They do it, and then it's going to be like, well, because three of those signings were free transfers. Yeah, and then yeah. sixty minutes was Haaland. It's going to look stupid. Yeah, I don't and know. That will send the right message to PSG. Yeah, I've just got it in my head that he's going to go to. He's going to end up at Bayern Munich. I'm just so used to Dortmund players going to Bayern Munich 
and you just can't rule Munich out of signing a player from a German team. Um, yeah. And they want rid of Lewandowski now, don't they? They want to move on. They want to get, you know, a bit younger up front. Like, And if he likes it in the Bundesliga, why not go to Bayern Munich, you know? Test yourself. Come to the Premier League. My thought that. was maybe City, but if City have got that Alvarez guy, and the way the way Pep works, he you know he gets Jesus and he he says he's a striker, then he doesn't play him, and then he plays him on the left you wing. Like and... Interchangeable front yeah. three anyway. It's just you don't know who's who, or what who's playing yeah. where. They just do what they want, um, and it works. I mean, they're running away with the title this season, no matter how much the uh, Premier League and the referees want to give, give Liverpool wins and uh, breaks to try and make it up. You know, oh, but mate, where's Mark? Where's Mark? I don't know. He's posting on his um, story right now. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it's it's interesting. I, I don't know. The Har- This this off-season, this summer transfer window is going to be... I, know, I feel like we say it every season, but this one is going to be a bit of a madness, especially, like you say, with the Pogba situation. You have no idea what's going to happen with that, where he's going to end up yeah. going. Maybe even... Yeah, like a re- I wouldn't be surprised if he... Well, for me, it's either stay at United or go to Real Madrid. Like I don't see what would be the point in anything else. Is his contract out? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he should go. <laughs> Which is the first time that you've not heard, probably in the transfer window, anything about Pogba because somehow someone's got Riola to shut up about Pogba for like two minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mate, I think he either goes Real Madrid or he stays at United. I don't think he goes PSG, but that's why I just think Real Madrid is just a ridiculous summer. And Mbappe is going on a free, like. Do you know what I mean? Barca can't afford yeah. these guys, so the only other place is Real Madrid. I just... It's mad. It's mad. We're going to have the Galacticos back again. We're going to have... But if, say, if with Mbappe and Haaland go to Real Madrid, what's happening with Benzema? Does he go somewhere else? Does he stay? You've got to be looking right now. You, I mean, there would be clubs lining up to get Benzema right now. Well, so, yeah. if... If you want to do like a transfer merry-go-round in your head, you would have Morata go to Barcelona because they've been linked. And then you would have Haaland go to Madrid and Benzema go to Juventus. And then... Hmm. He's at Atletico, isn't he, Morata? And then Aubameyang back to... Aubameyang? Well, yeah, Oli, brother. We haven't even touched on Aubameyang. Oh, mate. Your guy that can't even get a game for Gambon. Can't even get a game. He can't even. Get, he's not even been taken to Dubai for the uh, no. training camp. Well, it, there must be a serious attitude problem with the guy, or something. He so. must just be a bit of a dick or something, right? Like, well, I can only assume that yeah, something's happened and he's just become see, um, a prick. Did you see Adebayor's like? Yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 I did. That was quite funny. Put yeah, digs out like, there. Brother. Fuck him. Yeah. But um, I, I mean, he had way. a he had a dodgy break uh, with Dortmund, right? Like Dortmund fans hate him. Like he had a pretty so. bad time when he was leaving Dortmund with his with attitude problems again. And like for a club captain to not be able to show up to meetings and training on time, it's not like the best thing in the world, is it? Especially when you're on three hundred or grand a week or whatever he's on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it just gets to the point where yeah, he thinks he's probably bigger than the club. So yeah. and his his mind's elsewhere. Mentally, he's elsewhere now. He's checked out. He doesn't want to be there. And he's showing well, I could see him end up at Barcelona. I could, okay. but I know they've been linked with, with Morata, and I just think yeah. that's... I think Morata, somehow, he trips. He falls upwards. Like Yeah, oh yeah, massively. I don't know how. <laughs> he's how from... he's ended up at, like, um, Juventus, Madrid... Like, I know he started at Madrid, but Juventus, Chelsea, Atletico. Like, these are all very good teams. Yeah, he would have played for Atletico... Madrid and then potentially Barcelona. Like, I don't know he's completed that holy trinity, but I have no idea. Yeah. Just but seeing yeah, no, um, uh... Mitch and Gladbach are still keen on um, signing Ketia. Oh, wow. Yes. Nice. They want to get him on a pre contract agreement. For That'd be good move for him to go away because uh, I just don't see it happening anywhere in the Prem, really. I think we were one of the last suitors for him, and I think we're just like, nah, fuck it, we don't really want you now. We want Mateta now on a on a permanent deal. We're trying to make that permanent before the window ends because he's had a, I don't know, last three or four games, it's been fantastic. He's put ben, he's put Benteke out of the team. He's got a couple of goals and a couple of assists. So, I mean, fair play to the guy. Obviously, Vieira's rating him and he's and he's putting in the work. So, I mean, I'll, I'll happily take him as a as an option. But I think Edouard, I just think Edouard is the class one there that we just needs to be playing through the middle. I know that he's Definitely. adapting and playing on the left at the moment, but 
Um, but yeah, it should be interesting, especially now that Zaha's back. Who fuck knows what's going to happen with him? Um, yeah. yeah. How long's he got on his contract? I think he's got like another couple of years, but he wants another. He wants an extension apparently. But I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of Palace players at the moment. Uh, Palace fans, sorry, at the moment on Twitter saying that we should try and get 25 million for him in the summer and move him on. And I'm like, that's the thing. I'm, I think bloody hell. Like... Zaha now. It's. I think it, the, you kind of missed the boat on that to get his kind of big move away. And yeah. to go to like a, a bigger club. I think he could still get a big move. I just don't think we just and I, and I, and it's not the point where we're like, oh, we're going to want 40, 50 million for him because that's just not going to happen. Mm. And I don't think we're too fussed about that. I think we'd take 25, 30 right now for, for Zaha. Um, but I think he could still get a big move. It just how would have to be for the money. I think for the right money. Are, like, I could... you guys are a lot less reliant on him now. So I think you, you, yeah. it would be a lot easier for you oh, to let yeah, him yeah, go. Yeah. Emotionally, maybe not, because obviously he's got a lot of history at the club. Oh, mate, stuff, I'd but... still want him to stay till he retires. Yeah, course, yeah, of like... course you would. He's got a lot of history with the club and stuff like that. Yeah. But in terms of selling him because you need him... We're playing like, so we... well without him. We're exactly. playing so well without him. You don't him. necessarily need him anymore. You don't rely on him. You've got all these you've yeah. got these other sort of good players that are, you can actually put a bit of weight on so you can share the workload a bit more. Um, mm. So, yeah, maybe do get rid if, of him for 25. If it, was, but... if it was a choice between selling him for 25 and then putting that 25 into Conor Gallagher, what would you do? Yeah. So, I reckon flogging I to I genuinely would, yeah. Help. At this point, I would, yeah. Because I... Got, Gallagher's been what Zaha has been for us this season, like in terms of getting goals and, and assists like that. And Edouard's had sneaky man, like I think he's on, I think he's on six goals and four assists or something at this moment, this point this season. And it's only obviously like he's adapting, playing on the wing, going up front, like moving around. Like I, I just, yeah, I'm just happy with how things are going, and unless we get fucked over by referees, which unfortunately I don't think we're going to get to today because we have this transfer talk has gone on a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but we've had some good chats. I, I did plan on talking a bit about the football that happened but it is yeah, uh is getting... no but i've also <laughs> just seen bards looking at this uh united are considering appointing rangnick as a permanent manager after the season well, that was always gonna yeah be I read... rumored, i think i read that at the beginning yeah um i think he i don't know i think it's too early to say if he should or shouldn't but then i also think why implement a guy for six months try and have his football you know, implemented and then go hire like Pochettino, who doesn't really work, you know, in that style. He yeah, likes to switch up just, formation. Yeah. I actually don't want Pochettino as well. No, I, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want him yeah, if I were I you guys. I, I wouldn't want him. I definitely agree rather... with what you said though, in terms of yeah, why put six months worth of work into these players and give them a transfer window to potentially sell or buy some players or whatever for them to yeah. then just turn around and go actually yeah if we don't actually want you we're now going to start from scratch with another manager yeah and it's the only way like, I can yeah what is what was the point in the, in that in the first place really um, I think with this sort of two year consultancy thing that was always going to be on the cards it was always there like as a bit of a fallback plan to let's see how he does and then even if we don't want him as a manager we can keep him on and obviously maybe trying to advise this new whoever the new manager may be about the uh, the gag and press and everything like that and play the way that he's been playing but if you were to do that you might as well keep him on in the first place yeah, yeah the, the only, only way manager... i can see them sorry the only oh. way i can see them do it moving on from ralph and is literally if you have like him like a carbon copy of him come in as a manager that is also yeah but that play, it has his philosophy um is obviously like a student of rangnick that's the only Hassan, way man. I can see them doing that. Like, yeah, like a hassle. But yeah. then, like we said, they yeah. didn't have the most amicable uh, uh, divide at, at Leipzig. Yeah. But, you know, maybe a Ten Hag. Yeah, um, I think the only candidate I'd want is Ten Hag. I mean, the, of the yeah. four that were said, it was Luis, Luis Enrique, who's managed in Spain. And are you going to get him right before a World Cup this year in the winter? So. Definitely not. Doubt it. Um, Ten Hag. Ajax, will he want to come? I, I have questions about if he even wants to come. Pochettino, he would jump at the chance. He wants a job, but I don't want Pochettino. I want Poch. And then it's that Lepotki who I spoke about, who, to be honest, he, he failed at Real Madrid so hard. And that's just like put me off. I know that's like an easy thing to do because a lot of people do, but I mean, yeah, so that's a no. So out of those four, the only one that I would want is Ten Hag. But I'm pretty sure that Ten Hag's probably eyeing up that City job. I think Pep, so as well. When yeah. Pep goes in like a year, two years. Yeah, yeah. it's a year I and agree. a half or something, isn't it? Is it end of 2023 season? Yeah. It's the end of 2023. So yeah, a yeah. year and a half, one more season. And even so, I wouldn't be surprised if he does like um, 
you know, like a Ferguson or something where he just kind of like leaves at the end of this season to just stop speculation all of next season to be like, oh, are you staying on? What's, what's going on with your contract? Just, he can just leave during Drop a bomb. mid-contract and then, yeah, he's gone and they can get him. So I wouldn't be surprised. I think yeah. it'd be a good idea for them to keep Rangnick in. I mean, like, it's been better than what it was under Ollie so far. Like, you just, uh, got, you just got to see how it goes. Like, because yeah. at the minute, it seems like we can only last for about, we play good for 45 minutes. Now, what side of the half that is, that's changed every single game. We yep. can be crap in one first half and then great in the second and then good in the first half and crap in the second. Like, it changes. So, until, you know, a few wins and being like, oh, you know what, I can see some actual development, then that's great. But then also, this is why I think it would be good. If you're going to keep him in, then a vote of confidence will be buying a player this month. You know? Yeah. 100%. Because they can do that if they want to do that. But I think if they if they yeah. do if he does if he get a top four finish this year, I think it's only right that they give him a chance. It's only right that they give him a summer window where he can do what the fuck he wants, bring him whoever he wants. I know he's already said Maguire and Shaw are basically surplus to requirements at this point. Yeah. Once he gets once he gets the players in that he wants, um, which is yeah. fair enough. I mean, I get that. It's not exactly been. I mean, this summer's going to be amazing. really tough. Cavani's going. This always turns into a Man United talk, but it does. Cavani's going. Pogba's going. Ronaldo's only going to have one year left. Lingard's gone. Van der Beek will want to leave. So yeah, there's there's going to pretty much be a whole structure that's going to be needed. Bayi wants to leave. Do you know what I mean? There's so many positions yeah. that need filling at that point. But again, he likes to work with a really small squad. So. Yeah, which who knows? I think Maguire's yeah, had such an up and down time at United. Some like some like parts of last season he looked incredible, but and then now he's just a bit shit really. <laughs> he's just not doing what he was doing. He's I a... still think, yeah, I still think at progressing the ball forward, he's one of the best defenders in the league at doing that. But I just think going back and actually defending is just so questionable. Yeah, I mean he was he was world class at the Euros, and yeah. he when he came in, without doubt he transformed the defence because we became one of the least one of the best teams at conceding goals and then I think the season after that yeah a bit iffy he started iffy because of the whole Greece situation and then he came into it again had a good season and then Euros absolutely brilliant this season him and Luke Shaw have just started off shit but I've said it on this podcast before so many other English players have oh yeah 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 so I think I think he just needs to write this season off, which is so bad because that's what I said about Martial. But Martial just never came back from it. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's it's tough that obviously the World Cup's coming around this summer as well because obviously he, he did play. Oh, sorry. Yeah, this winter. Yeah. Because um, obviously he did play quite well. Well, he played really well in the Euros and stuff. But now he's had a bit of a tough season. The only sort of way I can see him sort of fully securing and cementing his place in that um, World Cup squad is if he really just pulls his finger out over the next well, couple of months. And if he does manage to survive and stay in that squad for the beginning of next season, then hopefully, yeah, he really sort of yeah gets a lot better with it. But um, he could very much be looking to be, well, maybe not, well, he probably will still go regardless, um, but he might not be one of the uh, first names on the sheet. If he's just yeah. Well, West Ham was our first clean sheet in God knows how long. So, I I expect next game to be Varane and Maguire. Yeah. And just I think at this point, it, all the shits happened. Just crack on now. Just fucking get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> solid question before we uh, wrap this up. Do you think yeah. Varane's been a bit of a, a letdown? It's hard. He's been in. He's had a couple of injuries. He's not exactly in the most stable situation. Yeah. I think we know he's class, but when uh, he played, but yeah. he's been like levels above people in that defense and in that yeah. team. And when he play, when he plays, the defense looks so much better. Now, I'm not saying we haven't lost with him in the team, but he has looked. We've looked so much better with him in it. I think he's been great. I think the whole team has just been a letdown. Like I was buzzing because Luke Shaw was fantastic like Luke Shaw in the Euros unbelievable and last season towards the end great so you expect him to if you've got Varane and Luke Shaw and a good Maguire expectations are always going to be highest mm-hmm. sure. I think considering what's going on yeah no absolutely mm-hmm. I agree 
But uh, right, we're going to wrap it up there, boys. We have things to, we have things to be doing after this, and we could honestly go on about United, Arsenal, and all this stuff for days. I feel like. Um, it tends yeah, to normally be Arsenal and uh, United where we speak about that's it for quite a true. lot. That's but... very true. I would go on about Palace, but no one gives a fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we. Uh, I was planning on getting to some, you know, reviewing of the football on the weekend, but just transfer talk just just took us away from it, and and, and you know, diving into different um, thoughts and, and experiments of play of where players are going to go, and uh, well, we've not got it any... seems like a pretty good time. We've only got one game, uh, obviously, this coming week, so maybe next yeah. week. Oh so, we yeah, uh... we can. I'll add that in and just review that. Yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. That's a great idea. But uh, yeah, thanks to everyone for watching. You know the deal. Um, Follow all the stuff above me. If you're on Twitch, you can see it all there. But if you're not, I will say it's on Instagram, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Facebook, Instagram. I've said them to him already, but you know, just follow us everywhere. Footy Fetish Pod uh, on pretty much everything. There might be a couple of underscores in a few of them. Just try it out and see see where we are. But um, yeah, but that's it. Thank you very much, guys. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll see you post. Well, next time I see you will be post the transfer uh, transfer window closing, and we will know a bit more about all these speculations and stuff like that. But um, yeah, thanks everyone for watching. Big up, and we will see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.